I hope this morning, as we sit down and look at God's Word, how many of us know and realize that straight is the way and narrow is the gate that leads into heaven? How many of us know that there are times that, that we seem to drift off path from time to time? See, Nick's got this dog named Henry. And Henry, you can set him down and you can point him in the direction that you want him to go. And that is the straightest running dog I've ever seen in my life. Don't know why he does that. But you can set him down and you can point him in any direction and he is the straightest running dog I've ever seen. And I've got a dog, had a dog named Hank. And Hank had a natural drift to the right. And in my line of work, the further you go, the further off path he would get. And I could set him down and I would point him in the direction that I wanted him to go and he'd take off. And then he would begin to get off track because of his natural drift. Just something that come natural to him. One of the things that Hank would do, you'd get him, he'd get off path and you'd blow the whistle and he would stop and turn around, but he wouldn't look at you. He didn't realize that what he was done has got off path because he was just doing what was natural for him. And he wouldn't want to look at you because he's thinking, I know more than he does. I wish he'd just leave me alone. So I would sit there, I'd blow the whistle again to get him to look at me. And then I would give him that hand signal to get him back on track. And there were times that he would do it. And there were times that he would turn and go right back to doing the same path that he started on. Once again, I would blow the whistle. He would stop. He would turn around. He, he wouldn't look at me. I'd have to get his attention, get him to look at me, and then I'd point him back in the right direction. And then after about that second time, he would realize that my master is trying to tell me something. My master is trying to get me to the point that I need to be so that I can get the reward that is out there for me. There are times that you and I are probably not like Henry. God sets us down and points us in that right direction and we're going to run that straight path. Ain't going to get off track whatsoever. There are times that we're probably like old Hank does. You know what? We begin to get off pace and off that line that God set before us and we don't even realize it. And then when God stops us and says, hey, we need to go over here, we say, no, I know more than he does. I'm okay, God, with where I'm at. Because, see, Hank didn't realize that he had a natural drift. He did not realize that. He thought he'd seen that bird fall that I'm going to it and I know exactly where it is. You and I are the same way. We see the cross. And we know that we're headed to that cross, but you and I, sometimes we're getting off track just a little bit. We're drifting and don't even realize it. So this morning I'm going to talk to you about the warning signs of drifting and, and how we can prevent drifting and the ways, things that cause us to drift. Because I promise you, brothers and sisters, you don't wake up and say, all right, I'm going to get off track today. There's not a single one of us that gets up in the morning and says, you know what, I'm just going to disappoint God. I'm going to do it my way today. If you was going to do it that way, you wouldn't be here this morning. You wouldn't be here this morning. 
You're waiting for God to point you in that right direction, to give you that signal to point you in the right direction. My prayer is this morning that you hear God blowing the whistle trying to get your attention. And if you are off track, just be obedient and get back on track. Because listen, it don't matter how good Hank was or how far he could go unless he was willing to be respond to his master's correction, he would never get to the point that I wanted him to be without him being obedient. You and I are the same way. Listen, we can never get to the point that God has set before us unless we are willing to be obedient. If you would, open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 2 this morning. I had been studying this for a pretty good while and evaluating my own life uh, in drifting and and how did I get to where I was because I'm going to be honest with you, I found myself drifting. I found myself doing things that I didn't really realize what had happened. And we'll get there in just a minute. But in Hebrews chapter 2, is everybody there? Say amen. If you ain't there, say hold up. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. It says, Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard. Remember that. We must give more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. Let us pray. Our dear loving and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, this morning I come to stand before your people, Lord, to ask, Lord, that you hide me behind the cross. Lord, the the words that are spoken here this morning, Lord, I pray that, Lord, that it be nothing more than the words that, that you speak to your people today, Father. Lord, I pray that your people will be edified. Lord, that you will be glorified in all that takes place. Lord, we ask your blessings upon your word. Lord, and we ask for your leadership, your guidance, and your direction. Lord, we ask for forgiveness where we fall short of thy glory. And it's in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. See, drifting is a slow process. Drifting, you don't just all of a sudden get off course. There are things that happens that causes you to get off course. There, the current can be rough at times. The road can be crooked. The terrain can be rolling. And that is all part of our life. The, terrain, the road is not always straight and smooth in this walk with God. Unless we're willing to allow Him to lead and guide and direct, there are times in our life I really believe that, that we're going to get off track. And listen, drifting is a slow process. It occurs over time. One of the things about drifting, you're usually unaware of drifting until the change is so great that then you noticed a difference. See, the drifting, the point, how many of you know that this is a long road that we're walking? This ain't a short road in following Jesus Christ. This is not not a short road. And you know that the further you go, the more you drift, the further you get off track. 
And see, you're, you're, the longer you continue to walk this walk and follow Jesus, if you're drifting, the more you go, the further you're going to get away. And a lot of times we find ourselves there before we realize that, listen, I'm off track. I'm off track. How am I going to get back? How am I going to get back? Because just like Hank had that natural drift, Hank didn't realize that he had a natural drift. But it was very easy. On the short marks, he had no problem. But on those long marks, on that 150 and 200 yards out, listen, if I didn't give him that correction, he would be so far off track, he was not going to find what was out there. You and I, that happens to us so many times that, that we get so far off track that we're not where God wants us to be. And we're, hey, if you're not where God wants you to be, you're not going to receive what God has in store for you. You're not going to receive what God has in store for you if you're so far off track. And it's easy for that to happen. Drifting can concur, occur when we move away, listen to this statement right here. Drifting can occur when we move away from foundational principles we heard concerning the Word of God. Listen, we live in a generation now, in today's world, that they don't believe that the whole Word of God is true. They don't believe in the foundational principles of God's Word. They pick and choose what parts of this word that they want to believe. And that's the reason why this society and this world that we're growing, that's growing up today, that they're getting off track because they refuse these foundational principles that are in, words, in the Word of God. It's easy to get off track when we get away from those foundational principles. And I pray that you don't get tar, uh, tired of the dog stories because I learned so much from the dog stories. Do you know in all the dog training that I've done, you know that the dogs only need to know three things? You know what those three things are? Sit, come, and stay. Everything else builds off of those three things. Hey, in your Christian walk, Three things believe in believing in God, believing in Jesus, and believing He done what He said He done. Amen. The foundational principles, believing the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Those, that foundational principles, everything builds off of that. And you got to believe all of it. It amazes me that, that the people that will call me up or they'll bring me a dog and want me to work with and they'll say, oh, Kirby, you ought to see him retrieve. Man, he'll go get them. He'll go get them every time he throw them. And I said, well, that's good. That's good. How well will he listen? Well, he just runs by me. I can't get him to bring the ball back. That's the reason why he's coming to you. I can't get him to behave. And I said, well, okay, that's, that's a simple fix. You know what I do? He don't get to retrieve until he gets to listen to and do what I tell him to do. See, they get so caught up in the retrieving, they just keep throwing him balls, throwing him balls, throwing him balls. Oh, he's doing a good job. But listen, he won't listen. It don't matter how good he'll retrieve if he won't listen. You and I are the same way. Listen, if we're unwilling to listen to the, to the correctional and listening to the Word of God, listen, it don't matter how good you are. 
It don't matter how good you are. Why do believers drift? We allow ourselves to slowly depart from the Word of God. That's the why believers drift. We separate ourselves and we slowly depart. Did you get that? We depart. Do you realize that when a boat leaves the, she uh, the bank, it's departing and it's slowly getting away from that point? It don't just take off. It'll just, you just turn the boat loose with no motor, no nothing, it's going to follow the current. And brothers and sisters, let me tell you, that's where I'm scared that we as believers are today, that we're just following that current. We're getting away from the foundational principles of God so fast and so quickly that we don't even realize what's happening because that's just the way that the current is going. That's the way the ways of the world are going. They're getting away from this foundational principles of the Word of God. I'm excited about the study that, that Kevin's going to be teaching you on just how important the Word of God is. How true this Word really truly is. It ain't meant for us just to take the bits and pieces from what we want to to make us be happy. Because what we're going to do, we'll be finding ourselves so far away from God that when that judgment day comes, you're not going to make it. You won't make it. The longer we set ourselves adrift, the faster we will go. Listen, this, I, I wish the multimedia worked because this right here is where I wish you could really see. What are signs of drifting? If you got a pencil and a piece of paper, I pray that you will write this down. What are signs of drifting? Listen to this right here. Loss of desire for the Word of God. Loss of desire. Listen, I found myself drifting. But you know what? I was continuing to read the Word of God every day. I was continuing to read the Word of God every day. But I found myself drifting away from the will of God. I found myself drifting away from where God was pointing me and where God wanted me to do. Even though I was still reading His Word every day. You know what happened? I lost that desire. I've done it more out of obligation because it's what I'm supposed to do instead of having a desire. Okay, God, what do you want me to hear today? God, what do you want me to see today in your word? God, how am I supposed to be what you want me to be today? See, I just opened it up and said, okay, let's, man. I've been doing Facebook all day today. I better read my Bible. Uh, Galatians chapter 3, verses 17 through 20. Man, thank you, Lord. Let's go. See, that's what point I got. I lost that desire. I also lost the desire to pray. See, I still prayed every night before I went to bed. I'd pray in the mornings when I get up. But I lost that desire. I was doing things out of obligation because that ain't that what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to pray. We pray before we eat. That's what we're supposed to do. But see, I had no desire to, for that intimacy with God. And doing that, there were signs of drifting. I lost a desire to give. Didn't want to help others. Didn't want to give my time. 
Lost that desire to, to want to be with my fellow brothers and sisters. Lost that desire to, to want to help others and, and bless others the way that God's blessed me. Lost the desire to talk to others about Jesus. You're on your own. You're on your own. I lost a desire. The one that really scared me was this one. I lost awareness of God's presence. Drifting caused me to, to lose awareness of God's presence. And I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but when I found myself in that position, not being able to be aware of God's presence, that's when I began to sit back and evaluate and says, Okay, God, how did I get here? What's going on? Because out of His presence is a place that I do not want to be. Because out of God's presence, I lose that protection that I need to be able to walk that street in there. And when I found myself with a loss of awareness of God's presence, that was scary. This is one that hurt my feelings right here. An increased desire for the world's way. Did you get that? A sign of drifting, an increased desire for the Lord's, the world's way. It's a sign of drifting. Consequences of drifting. Listen to this. Depart from God's will and enter into sin. You know what, if we're not, if we're not willing to, to realize the path that we're on, you'll depart from God's will and you will enter into a way of sin. And the Bible tells us in Numbers 22, verse 23, I think it is, that your sin will find you out. Your sin will find you out. A consequence of sin is you miss God's best for our lives. Listen, God's got the best in store for you. And when we drift, we miss that. Some of the hardships and the things that I went through is because I chose to go my own direction instead of the way that God wanted me to go. And listen, when I've gotten myself back on track, the road's been tough, but it was the best way for me. Say at times, like I found myself like Hank, God would give me that whistle and blow that whistle and get me, you know, stop and get my attention. And then he would say, I need you to go over this way, Kirby. And I'd say, no, I think it's better over here, God. Over here's where I need to be. And I would turn and go just the opposite direction and God would have to give me again. And I'm thankful that God hadn't put that electric collar on me like I used to put on that dog when he would mess up and, and not do what I'd want to. I'd get his attention a little bit and say, hey, Jack, I still got control of you. We're not going to do that. We're going to get back on track. We're going to get back on track. Do you realize that when you're drifting, 
that you grieve the heart of God. As a believer, you grieve the heart of God because God created you for a purpose and a reason. And when you don't fulfill that purpose and that reason, it just breaks the heart of God. Because God loved you so much that He gave you the best thing that He could ever give you. And that's His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. That while you were still a sinner, He loved you enough to give you the best thing for you. The best thing that He had, and that was His Son, Jesus Christ. And when you, find, when you get yourself off track, it grieves the heart of God. He's sitting here saying, I give you the best that I have. I've done for you the best that I could, and you're still unwilling to accept it. Some of you parents know what I'm talking about this morning. But that when your kids get off track and they're not where they need to be, it grieves your heart. It breaks your heart. That's how God feels. That's how God feels. You, it grieves Him to the point that I just want you to get back where you need to be. The same way you do with your children. A consequences of drifting is we harden, we harden our heart toward God and we get soft toward sin. That's where we choose, oh, well, that was back then. God's changed. We can, we can get away with that now. And we can choose to live a lifestyle of sin or we can choose to, to walk after sin instead of the ways of God. When you drift, it hardens, you're, you're, you develop hardening toward God and you soften toward sin. I've told you what causes drifting. I've told you the consequences of drifting. Now I come with the good news. How do we stop drifting? How do we stop ourselves from getting off track? Listen, this morning God's blowing the whistle. And he's saying, stop where you at. Turn around and look to me. I'm going to put you back on track. Listen, how do we stop drifting? We make a decision not to live this way any longer. We choose that, listen, from this day forward, I'm not going to continue to drift. Because, listen, the mark is right there, and I'm over here. And the further we choose to get off the mark, the harder it's going to be for us to get back. So it's easier to recognize that you're drifting sooner versus later. So make a decision right now. I'm not going to choose to live this way any longer. Choose this and only this. By God's grace power and mercy desire to become who he wants you to be desire and it's only going to be by God's grace power and mercy that you have that desire to become who he wants you to be one of the hardest things for us as believers is to change Listen, how do we stop drifting? You got to be willing to change. You got to be willing to say, you know what? There's some things in my life that, that I got to change. Change is never easy. Change is never easy. But change is always worth it in the end. 
Listen, the greatest power we have is to ask God to change us. Ask God to change you. See, a lot of times we try to change ourselves on our own. And we forget that we have no power in ourselves. And we need to ask God to change us. Ask God to change us. How do we recover from drifting? This is a point that, that I had to ask myself a lot and, and God led me back to when I was training Hank in how do I recover from drifting? Realize that you are drifting. Listen, you can never correct something if you don't realize that you're doing something. If you don't realize that you're getting off track, you'll never correct it. So for us to be able to get back on track, we got to realize what's going on. Realize that you're drifting. Repent, number two, repent and ask God to forgive you and turn back to obedience. Turn back to obedience. Because listen, unless Hank was willing to accept the corrected signal to get back on track, he would just got further off track. He would just got further off track. He had to be willing to turn back to, because listen, he was out there 150 yards. He could have chose to do whatever he wanted to, and I had no power to stop him. But it was only his desire to please his master that got him to get back to obedience. To realize, listen, my master is trying to get me to that bird that's out here that I didn't even see fall. I know it's something out here because he don't send me after nothing at all. There's something out here. And my master sending me after that. Listen, get back to obedience. Repent and ask God to forgive you. Listen to this right here. Return to an attitude of submission to God. Listen, we can never be what God intended for us to be unless we have an attitude of submission. That God, your will is better than mine. Lord, I'm willing to allow you to have complete control of my life so that I can be what you want me to be. So that I can be doing what you want me to do. And you got to have an attitude of submission towards God. Drifting is dangerous because we lose control and allow outside forces to carry us wherever they will. Wherever they will. For believers, this will lead us away from the Lord and His Word. But if we turn back to God in repentance and come back to obedience, He will give us the strength to begin our journey to His perfect and good will. Listen, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 says, Therefore we must give a more earnest heed. Leda, I'm pleading with you this morning. Heed to this Word of God. Heed to it. I'm blowing a whistle with everything that I got in me. 
And I may be the only one that has found myself drifted apart from God. I may be just preaching to myself this morning. Because Kevin called me last night about 7 o'clock, 7.30. And he said, you got something for tomorrow? Well, hold on. You got something for tomorrow? I said, I can make it happen. Because, see, I'd been studying drifting because I had found myself in that place. I found myself in that place. Lord, what am I going to do to get back to you? Lord, I need to submit my will to you and allow you to have control over my life. <coughs> to have control over my life. I'm blowing the whistle this morning asking you to heed the word of God. Hear that earnest plea so that you do not drift away. Because brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. This right here will never lead you off track. This will never lead us off track. This is going to make that road to heaven that is narrow, it's going to make it easier. It's going to be healing. It's going to be hard to climb. But listen, as long as we will truly follow this and look to this for the leadership and the guidance that we need to get there, listen, you will get to that mark. You will get to that mark. Because I, can, I always loved what Hank would do. When Hank got that reward, when he, when he got to that mark and he picked that bird up and he was on his way to me, you know what happened? Boy, he'd get a little faster and a little faster and a little faster. You know why? Because, listen, I'm going to daddy. I'm going to daddy. You know what? We see the cross and we see the mark before us. And when we get to heaven and we get to walk through them pearly gates, you know what I'm going to see? I'm going to see my father. And I'm going, I promise you I'm going to run with everything I got in me to get to the feet. Because I'm going to be proud to get there. Just as Hank was proud to get back to me with the reward. Look what I did, Daddy. You know what? I can't wait till I get to kneel down at Jesus' feet. And he says, look, well job, good and faithful servant. Good job. He gets to pat me on the head and rub my head and, and <laughs> praise me and tell me good job. Like I done Hank. Hank's just a dog. But I learned so much about walking my walk with God through training a dog. See, we're not like Henry, Nick's dog. Just set us down, point us in the direction and go. And Nick, I tell you, it was, it's easy for Henry. Henry makes everything look easy. Henry was a dog that anybody, if you could throw a frisbee or a ball, you could work Henry. But see, Hank wasn't out of way. Hank, you had to know him. You had to know what he wanted. See, the ways of the world is easy. You just do what everybody else does. But see, to be able to walk that straight and narrow and follow Jesus, you got to know who he is. You got to know what he's like to be able to get there. I pray this morning that you hear that earnest plea. Don't continue to walk and wander off track. Get back on track and get back to seeing 
and being all that God has in store for you. Because he's got the best in store for you, brothers and sisters. He's got the best as we stand and sing this morning.